Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. مميت للفلاح ديله ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد إن شاء الله we'll continue on from where we left off last week uh, 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 today we will be covering uh, Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم's uh, uh, new phase of the da'wah when he started introducing the da'wah to the, the Arabian tribes for supporting him to accept Islam and supporting him to implement the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, and while he was uh, going to different tribes, uh, along with that, he was he continued his work with individuals as well. It's not as if when he started calling, uh, going towards the tribes, he stopped uh, calling the individuals. And we see that, inshallah, that uh, uh, along with uh, he was calling the tribes to support him, uh, they were... Uh, quite a few individuals also who entered into the folds of Islam at that time. And uh, when Rasulullah وسلم, he started going to the other uh, Arab uh, tribes, that was not that Rasulullah just uh, thought of his own. It was rather a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Rasulullah to go and call the other tribes also towards Islam and ask him for support or, or Nusra, which is called. One of the hadith mentioned by Ibn Kathir uh, in his uh, famous book of uh, history, uh, Al-Bidayah wa Nihayah. And he mentioned, reported from Ali, radiyallahu anhu, he said, when Allah commanded, Ali said that Allah commanded his messenger, Rasulullah to present himself to the Arab tribes. He went out to Mina, accompanied by myself, Ali, and Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu where we came to a gathering of the Arab tribes. So it was a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to go and approach the other, other tribes. That's one thing. And uh, before I go into some of the uh, stories of different tribes, what happened when Rasulullah approached them, uh, another point I'd like to make, so we'll keep this in mind when we are listening to these uh, uh, these stories or the incidents that happened between Rasulullah and those tribes, which is uh, you can see that uh, throughout so whatever we have covered, we find Rasulullah continued his da'wah, and uh, even though he was he came across many hardships by Rasulullah or Sahaba, but you find then that he never gave up. Number one thing, second. He never compromised on the message of Islam that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave it to him. And even when he went to the different tribes, he continued this da'wah also to as many tribes as he could without making any compromise, even though he went through a lot of hardships. And we talked about the ta'if last week. Uh, that itself, that the consistency of Rasulullah to do the da'wah, even though he's going through hardships. It is, this is one of the qareena 
in the usul, uh, among the usulin, the, the people who come over the usul, that this is one of the qalina is the indicator. When you see an action of Rasulullah that he is consistently doing an action and he's not changing his course, even though he's going through hardships, that is one of the indicators that it's an obligation to follow the method of Rasulullah It is not a recommendation, rather it is an obligation to follow the method of Rasulullah And this is what we, when we study the seerah, we have to know. But what are those actions that are, uh, we have to follow an obligation? We understand the hukum shari'i. This is the purpose of studying the seerah. This is the purpose of studying Quran or the hadith. When we go and learn all those things, the purpose is to find out what Allah subhanahu wa wants from us today. And so we can please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and inshallah we can all enter into Jannah. That, that's the ultimate goal that all, we, all of us are trying to achieve. So when we look at the uh, approach of Rasulullah and he started going to different tribes, uh, one of the, uh, uh, one of the uh, scholars, uh, Az-Zuhri, he actually mentioned some of the names of whom the Rasulullah, some of the tribal names of the tribe that Rasulullah uh, 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 approached. And uh, among those names of those tribes, one was, uh, the, the, those names were Banu Amir bin Sasar. So, uh, uh, Muharib bin Khasfa, Fazara, Ghassan, Murra, Hanifa, Salim, Abbas, Banu Nasr, Banu al Kinda, Kelb, Al Harith, Bin Ka'ab, Uzra, and the people of Hadr al Maut. So you can see that there are, these names are about 14, 15 tribes that Az Zuhri mentioned that Rasulullah approached. And that does not even include the Aus and Khazraj that Rasulullah also talked to later on. And we will not cover the Aus and Khazraj who came from. Yathrab at that time, which was named later on Madinat uh, al-Munawwara. So we will cover uh, that section, inshallah, either next week or the following week. Uh, but we will talk about a little bit about these tribes today. And some of the Muslims, uh, some of the, the, the people who came into the fold of Islam. So uh, the first tribe, uh, the, like, uh, and I will not talk about all the tribes that uh, Zuhri mentioned, because we will be here all night. So we'll just talk about a few of the important ones and we can learn some lessons from them, inshallah. And uh, one thing is in common about the names that I mentioned, none of them accepted Rasulullah's call here. Okay, so we'll just talk about that. And inshallah, when we talk about the people from Medina or Yathra who came, they actually accepted the call of Rasulullah as we are aware of. Now, so when Rasulullah uh, approached Banu Kalb, uh, and uh, one of the sect of the Banu Kalb was Banu Abdullah. And he called them and he said to them, uh, because their name was Banu Abdullah, so Rasulullah sallam, uh, told them that uh, what a nice name, beautiful name uh, uh, for, for the, for, for the, that was chosen by their forefathers. So that was Banu Abdullah. Abdullah means name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, uh, but even though he approached them and offered them Islam, they did not accept them, uh, except Rasulullah Similarly, Rasulullah went to Bani, Bani Hanifa, uh, and uh, when he went to Bani Hanifa, that, that tribe, Bani Hanifa, as mentioned, uh, they actually were the worst 
in the treatment of Rasulullah sallallahu among all those tribes even though we talked about uh, a taif last week this is referred as one of the most uh, repugnant kind of a uh, uh, treatment that they gave to Rasulullah meaning then they did not accept the call of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam either now uh, then when Rasulullah went to and these two tribes I like to actually mention a little bit uh, uh, in detail so we understand because this has a lot of um, connection to today's life uh, to us as well one was uh, Banu Amir bin Sasa so now this tribe uh, when Rasulullah sallallahu uh, went to them, one of the person from them was uh, Bahira bin Firas. And uh, he came and started talking to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And uh, he said, uh, uh, when he talked to him, Rasulullah sallallahu uh, offered him Islam. And he asked him to support Rasulullah sallallahu And support, or Nusra, means actually to let him implement the rule of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they should be protecting him while he's doing this. Now, uh, so he, he said, should we give you allegiance and Allah give you power over your opponents? Will you give us a right to inheritance and succeed you in power? So this is what Banu Amr uh, respond to Rasulullah's call was. That when you die, or when, you, when Allah will give you the authority and you have power, when you pass away, would our family get the power or not? So... Uh, the response to that, Rasulullah said, Rasulullah said that this amr is belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He, he will give it to whoever he wishes. It's not going to be uh, uh, going to be transferred to the tribe just because they have given to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So, which, which means they say, well, the whole affair lies in Allah's hand. He gives the power to whoever he desires. So the man commented, do you expect us to incur the wrath and vengeance of the Arabs without the least hope of leadership? We can in fact readily dis uh, uh, dispense with your offers. So he was hoping this. So he said, you are not even giving us hope that when you will be in power, that we get some share of the power. So he rejected Rasulullah Now, when they returned back, Banu Amr, uh, uh, the people of the, the tribe, Banu Amr, uh, return to their uh, tri uh, the, the inhabitants, they, they narrated the story to a, a very old man. They mentioned that, and the subhanAllah, they mentioned like this, a young man of Quraysh, of Bani Abdul Muttalib, claiming that he is the Prophet, and contacted us, of, asked for support, and invited us to embrace his religion. So this is what Rasulullah used to do, embrace the religion and support him, when he was approaching them. Uh, one of the things that uh, stuck out was, he said, a young man of Quraysh, Today is time when we talk about Rasulullah got the prophethood when he was 40 years old. And this was in the 10th year of Nabuwa after the Amal Huzn. Actually, that was the Amal Huzn that he was approaching after the death of Abu Talib and Khadija. So he is referring to Rasulullah, almost 50 years old person, as a young man. Today, you talk to somebody who reaches 30, he becomes old. He's 40, he's old, 50, he's uh, probably one foot is in the grave already. So uh, this is the attitude that unfortunately we carry. But look how Rasulullah, of course, uh, uh, he looked young. He was, uh, he was not the one who had the attitude of an old man. The first uh, battle that he fought 
in uh, Ghazwatul Badr, he was about 52 years old. And uh, nowadays, uh, you cannot imagine the people who are in the 40s or 50s to, uh, to do any of these kind of activities, unfortunately. So uh, the, reason, the reason I'm bringing this up is, don't lose your hope just because you have reached a 40 or 50. This is the beginning. You have you have long long way to go. And inshallah, uh, we can try our best to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no matter how old we are. It has nothing to do with the age. Um, okay. Now, so the, the old sheikh, that was, he was uh, struck by the news. When he heard about that, that they met Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa who was calling himself a prophet. And uh, he, he was saying to them, that basically he said, he, if he, he is a really from the family of from the family of Ismail, meaning he's a uh, this Rasulullah Sallam he's referring to. If he is the family, uh, the descendant of Ismail Al Islam. Then he said he is uh, he is the truth. He is really a prophet. How did it happen that you misjudged his words? So he was very angry that how can you misjudge this person, Rasulullah Sallam? He was a true prophet. You should have accepted him. This call, but Banu Amir because. They were looking for power after Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. They 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 rejected Rasulullah sallallahu Now, the point to make here, and we'll see in uh, another tribe's uh, offer also, is uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi did not accept power even with this hope that you he, he was given the whole power, not even the partial power, a seat in a congress or uh, become a senator, or get a ministry here or there, or become uh, even become a prime minister with uh, some limited powers, or president. He was given the whole power. But with, with a condition. The condition was, what that when you die, then uh, the power should belong to our family. And also Allah rejected that. And uh, sometimes today, we don't think about these things and, uh, and look at the situation that Rasulullah was in at that time. As we have discussed last week also, this is the year of grief that Rasulullah was going through. So Rasulullah rejected that. And we find the similar things. And uh, when Rasulullah went to another tribe named Banu Shaiban. And uh, this tribe, uh, when he met, Rasulullah went with Abu Bakr and Ali anhuma. And Abu Bakr was uh, famous for uh, for, for the knowledge of genealogy. So, uh, like uh, Abdul Basit is not here today. Every week when we are here, he tries to talk about the, the Shajra Nasab here of Rasulullah and other prophets. So, now here, Abu Bakr is the person. He was the man who was famous for the knowledge in genealogy. And Rasulullah took him with to took Abu Bakr with him to these tribes. Some of the tribes, Abu Bakr was, for, uh, was with him because. Abu Bakr can understand, uh, he, he knew that if he is meeting certain tribes, he can tell the strength of the tribe by knowing which, uh, uh, you know, which shajara of, or the tribe lineage he, they are from. So when, uh, when they went to Banu Shaiban, so he asked, Abu Bakr is the one who's asking, uh, asking them, from which tribe are you? They said from Shaiban bin Thalaba. Uh, Abu Bakr turned to Rasulullah and said, I sacrificed my mother and father for you. These are the best of their people. And among them is Mafruq bin Amr. He said, are you the brother of Quraysh? Abu Bakr said, did you hear that? He is a prophet of Allah and he is so, 
So he continued on telling about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And uh, Mafruq said, we heard of, of what he said to, uh, what do you call us, O brother of Quraysh? So, and what are you calling us for? Meaning, what is your message that you want, want to give it? Rasulullah sallallahu said, دعوا إلى شهادة أن لا إله إلا الله وعده لا شريك له that he said I'm calling you towards uh, witnessing one Allah believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and bear witness that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is the messenger and he continues on that and I uh, and that you protect me and give me support for, uh, for Quraysh has, uh, for Quraysh has rejected Allah's matter and did not believe in his, me- his messengers and preferred the falsehood over the truth. So Rasulullah was saying that, look, I am here to offer you, you believe in Allah and his messenger and support me and protect me. Okay? Because Quraysh have rejected me. And they have preferred falsehood over the, over the, the, over the haq, over the truth. So the people said, we have a treaty with Khosro. So now they had the treaty with Persians, with the Faris. And the, that we do not attack them, uh, not shelter any of who, uh, who wants to harm them. Uh, and King's law that which you are calling for us, if you wish that we protect you from the side of the Arabs and uh, give you support, then we can do so. They said, we have no problem that protecting you against the Arabs. But when it comes to the Persians, we have a treaty with them. We're not, we cannot do this. So Rasulullah said, I did not receive a bad response from you. You are truthful, but whoever gives the support for the deen of Allah will protect it from all sides. So Rasulullah was happy about one aspect, that they were truthful. They, 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 not, they did not try to hide anything. Meaning, whatever support that they are giving, they're giving the support with certain conditions. And Rasulullah's response was that for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it cannot be conditional support. It has to be all this, from all sides, no matter which side we're talking about. And Rasulullah of course did not accept that offer as well. Again, he was given uh, he was given support with some conditions. And Rasulullah is going through difficulties. But he did not accept that unless they accept, accept Islam as a whole and protect Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam no matter which direction the threat comes to him. Okay. Uh, now when Rasulullah uh, uh, and uh, pretty much similar kind of a things whether they uh, reject Rasulullah completely outrightly or try to uh, make compromises like this Rasulullah sallallahu uh, did not accept any of those compromises or uh, rejection from those people and uh, he moved on. But that did not dismay Rasulullah rather he continued to be persistent. And during that persistency uh, he came across lots of individuals as well. And those individuals, some of them were uh, chiefs of different tribes as well who entered into the folds of Islam. Like, <clears throat> like the example of Suwaid bin Samad. Uh, he was a so he was a he was a he was a he was a poet from Yathrib. Uh So when he came to Mecca uh, for the Hajj, he, he came to Rasulullah Sallam and uh, Rasulullah invited him to embrace Islam. And uh, at this invitation, Suwaid uh, imparted to the Prophet Sallam some sound words from Luqman because uh, he knew he, from somewhere. He got some of the 
the good words from Luqman And he said that he, uh, he has something to offer to Rasulullah And Rasulullah said, okay, let him hear. And uh, he decided those words from Luqman. And Rasulullah said, I have something better. Allah has given me Quran. And, uh, and he, was a po- he was a poet. He was good at, uh, in the language. So when Rasulullah offered him the Quran, and after listening to that, he became a Muslim. Okay, and he returned back to Yathrib. At that time, he was still Yathrib, and uh, he was killed in the battle. Uh, he was killed in the battle of Buar. That was in the eleventh year of the uh, prophethood. <clears throat> now, th- th- this was one of the persons who became Muslim. Other person was Iyaz bin Mu'ad. He was a young man from uh, uh, the tribe of uh, Aus from Yathrib again, and the Yathrib was uh, so Aus and Khazraj. Uh, oh, sorry. He was from Yathrib. He was from uh, the tribe of Aus. And Aus was a smaller tribe, co- tribe compared to Khazraj. But they were fighting with each other. So Aus, people from Aus, they came to Quraysh. And they were looking for some alliance with Quraysh. When they came there, Rasulullah said, I can offer you something better than that. I can offer you better than what you're looking for, an alliance with the Quraysh so you can fight with uh, Khazraj. And uh, when Rasulullah uh, met them and advised him to follow a better course, uh, and Rasulullah introduced uh, himself and Islam to them, apprised them of his mission, and narrated some of the verses from the, uh, from the Quran. Now, yes, immediately that uh, the yes bin Mu'ad, he immediately was convinced with the message of Islam that Rasulullah offered. But uh, when he went and he met uh, Abu Haysan. Uh, uh, Anas bin Rafa he was one of the members of the delegation and he disapproved of the boy because he was a young man uh, so he disapproved of him and he rejected uh, but they were they failed to establish an alliance with the Quraysh so when they returned back uh, Iyas bin Mu'ad he became sick shortly after he returned back to Yathrib he became sick and some of the reports says that he became sick and he shortly after that he died but before he died he was continuously uh, doing the dhikr of Allah Azza wa meaning he already became Muslim also. Okay. Uh, now the other two people which are important to, to inshallah and uh, the two or three people left, uh, we'll talk about them and we'll stop today. Uh, but these people were important for the da'wah of Islam later on as well. One was Abu Dhar, uh, Abu Dhar al-Ghifari. He was from the tribe of uh, Ghifar and uh, he used to live in the suburbs of Yathrib. So he was not far from Medina at that time. Uh, when he heard about the uh, he heard about uh, Suwayd and uh, bin Samit and Iyas bin Mu'adh, they became Muslim because they were from the same area. Uh, so he uh, he wanted to know who's this Prophet Rasulullah So he sent his brother. His brother went to uh, to Mecca and came back bringing the report about Rasulullah Wasallam. He came back and he said, uh, yes, he says he's a messenger of Allah and he is uh, 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 calling for Amr bin Ma'roof meaning he's enjoying the good and forbidding the evil. Abu Dhar was not convinced. He was saying, this is not enough information for me. So he has to go now. So he took a sack of uh, water with his cane and he went to Mecca now. Now, when he went to Mecca, he did not want to ask anybody. Okay? And he is looking for Rasulullah first. He could not figure out who is Rasulullah. And he's doing this for a day or two. And Ali saw 
Abu Dhar. He says, what's up with this guy? He comes, he sits and uh, look around and then move, move away. So he, he asked uh, uh, he asked him to, to come with him. So he came with him uh, because thinking of him as, as, a, as a traveler, he, he brought him with him. Still they did not talk about what's the purpose of Abu Dhar visiting Mecca and Ali is not telling about himself who he, Ali is about. Now he, he stayed there Next day he saw Abu Dhar again in the in the in, in Haram. He's there, so he said, uh, "So you did not find, you you did not find what you're looking for." So uh, then Abu Dhar, uh, the Ali asked him the purpose of his coming. So when Abu Dhar mentioned to him that he's looking for Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, actually he did ask other people also, but nobody was giving him the response about the whereabouts of Rasulullah sallallahu So now Ali he found out that he's here to meet Rasulullah So now he said, okay, so let's do this way. I'm going to take my path, you follow me. Wherever I go, you follow me. But if I see a danger or something, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go against the wall and start tie and fix my shoes or something. So that means that there is some danger, says hold on. So SubhanAllah, Ali was young, but he was smart. Uh, and he was smart about the protection of uh, Abu Dhar also. And then he took to, to, to Abu Dhar to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, when Abu Dhar <coughs> uh, met, met Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and uh, Rasulullah sallallahu mentioned him about Islam and uh, uh, what Islam was about, and the, 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 he's the messenger of Allah, he, he became a Muslim. Now, when he uh, became a Muslim, Rasulullah sallallahu told him that go back to your people and don't tell anybody. Now upon this, Abu Dhar said, Wallahi, I'm going to go tell the people. <laughs> right away he said, I'm going to go and tell the people. I'm a Muslim. So he goes to the Haram, to the Kaaba. And he starts professing that he believes in Allah and Rasulullah is the messenger of Allah. And everybody starts beating him up. <laughs> people start beating him up. Now while they are beating him up, Abbas, the uncle of Rasulullah he intervened. And he basically put himself in the middle and he protected him. And he started yelling at them, what are you guys doing? Do you know who this guy is? He is from the tribe of Ghaffar. And all your caravans, go to, if they have to go to Damascus, uh, to, 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 to Sham, they have to pass through this area. How are your uh, caravans going to pass through? See, uh, the, the, the thing is, these people, they understood the language of what benefits them. So... He's, Abbas is touching the thing that, that they can feel. They can feel their caravan will be looted, or their caravan will not be able to pass. Their, their economy will be destroyed if they mess up with this guy. So right away, they stopped. Okay? So, uh, but Abu Dhar Ghaffari, uh, uh, even then, yani he, he got quite a bit of beating. Uh, Abbas uh, was able to protect him. And then he went back, uh, went back to his tribe, and he started uh, conveying the message among his own uh, tribe. Uh, but this is again still, uh, Rasulullah Sallallahu mentioned to him, just stay there right now, until you hear the glad tidings. Okay, the glad tidings or, or the support for Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Now, uh, another person who was, uh, uh, who was an honest poet, and he was a chief of one of the tribes, the, the name of the tribe was Adaus. Adaus was near Yemen. The meaning is in the, in the south of uh, Arabian Peninsula, uh, 
and uh, it was close to the uh, uh, close to Yemen when he arrived in Mecca. Now he was a chief because he was a chief. So now the the people of Mecca they are taking care of him and uh, the nice great, great reception for him. Uh, and at the same time when they are taking care of him, they are continuously start talking about Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that. Basically, false propaganda against him. Don't go near him. Don't listen to him. And uh, the propaganda included that, oh, he's the person who break the families apart. So don't go near this guy. Now, uh, to fail, he did not want to go. He, even to a point, one of the reports says, he put the cotton in, in his ears. So he may hear Rasulullah sallallahu So he, would not even, he did not even want to listen to Rasulullah. Because the way the Quraysh uh, and the Meccans, they talked about uh, Rasulullah sallallahu but one day what happened, Rasulullah was praying in the Kaaba, in the Haram. He saw Rasulullah was praying, so he went and he wanted to listen, he, was, he got curious. He went and he started listening to uh, what Rasulullah was saying. Uh, yes? You forgot to mention the name of the... A person? The person yeah. Oh, sorry. So it was uh, Tufail bin Amr al-Dawsi. Yes. He was, chief, he was a chief of al-Dawsi. So, Tufail, uh, because he became Muslim later on, uh, so he saw Rasulullah praying, so he followed, he went to listen to him, and now he wanted to listen more. So he followed Rasulullah to his house. And he mentioned to Rasulullah what he was told by the Meccans. Then Rasulullah started, uh, he decided the Quran for him, and uh, because he was a number one thing was he was an honest person and he was honest and he was poet also he was a shy because he was a poet he was good at the language when he listened to the quran it really attracted him right away now he became a muslim and uh, he went back and rasulullah uh, told him also again to go back to your tribe but he before he said uh, that he asked rasulullah to make dua for him so he can go and carry the dawah to him and one of the reports talks about actually that the whip that he had because of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he got some sort of a light. But I mean regardless of uh, what the story was true, the true story was, uh, he went back and uh, he was able to convince his wife, his father and uh, uh, about 70 to 80 people who came into the folds of Islam through the da'wah of Tufail al-Dawsi. And uh, he, uh, he migrated to Medina after, one of the reports talk about after the Ghazwat al-Ahzab, uh, but uh, uh, the, the, the author of, uh, of uh, Rahikul Maktoum, he says that the more authentic reports talk about that uh, he came to Falls of Islam after Hudaybiyah, not, uh, uh, not the Ahzab. Uh, regardless of that, he became a Muslim and he uh, uh, 70 or 80 uh, uh, people who became Muslim with him, they migrated to Medina and he became a Shaheed in, uh, in the Battle of Yamama. <clears throat> uh, the last person uh, that was uh, that I'd like to mention is, uh, his name was Dimad uh, al-Azdi and uh, he arrived in Mecca and he uh, he heard about Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, so uh, he decided to. Uh, he was a what do you call the the people who do, uh, you know, like a some sort of a incantation, 
uh, uh, they, they, uh, the, the kind of a magic kind of thing they do. So uh, he decided to practice his craft on Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He he came and uh, he uh, uh, on seeing him said, "Praise to Allah, we entertain His praise and seek His help. Whomever Rasulullah said, whomever Allah guides, none will uh, uh, none will be led astray, and whomsoever Allah leads astray, none will guide. I testify testify there is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is His servant and messenger. So Dima, uh, he heard." The word, uh, uh, and he requested Rasulullah sallallahu to repeat the words again, and then he wanted to to hear the the, the words again, and uh, upon hearing it again and again, he said, "I have heard the soothsayers, sorcerers, and poets, and never I have experienced the sweetness of your words." He became convinced right away that what Rasulullah sallallahu was reciting to him was the truth. Even though he came with the bad intentions to uh, do some sort of uh, uh, some witchcrafting on Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he ended up becoming him, a Muslim himself. So, uh, inshallah, we'll just stop here today. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.